Hey guys, great day. Mike here. Hope you are doing well. Hope you're doing fantastic. So the question of the day, as I have in my subject line of the email I sent you out with this recording attached below somewhere, is why so many investors? Why are there so many investors in the marketplace right now? And listen, as we all are aware of, especially if you're in the real estate space or you are an investor um, or you're in the banking side, commercial lending, uh, residential lending or otherwise, um, there's been a tremendous amount of activity over the last year. And uh, the big reason for the most part is that real estate is one of the best asset classes around in the marketplace today. You know, there's a lot of uh, discussion about crypto and uh, digital currencies and, uh, you know, the stock market's going uh, ballistic right now in, in some senses. But um, in, in its own sense, um, I don't know the crypto world as much as I know the definitely the real estate space. I know of it. I know conceptually what it is. And it and frankly, it is a, it could be a great investment if you understand what you're doing there. But the great part about real estate and is that it is a place where it's a tangible process. It's tangible. You can put your, you can put your hands around, you put your arms around it. Uh, we all live in it. We have a roof over our head. Um, the majority of people in this world, a, a big majority of them, uh, live in some type of housing, whether it's apartment, condo, or otherwise. Um, and, and at the end of the day, the demand for it is always going to be there, uh, regardless of what's going on. Now, how it's paid for, hey, we never know what's going to happen in that transition. There are some people using crypto, Bitcoin, et cetera, to make investments in real estate. But um, again, that's a separate discussion, which I'm not going to get into. One, two, I'm not that profound on it. I'll be quite transparent about it. A lot of things I don't, but that's one thing I don't know the depth of it. But I do understand conceptually uh, its makeup and how it's designed. But again, that's a separate discussion from what we're talking about here. Um, so I write some uh, notes down that I typed out for myself just to kind of keep me uh, on track with you. And um, I want to say one thing before I kick off on this is that it's never too late to own residential real estate properties. Whether it's one family, two, four, uh, two, uh, two, three, four unit buildings, five and up, 10, 20, 30, 40, uh, uh, 50, 100, 200 units or more. All depends on where you want to shake the stick out and your level of experience and, uh, and knowledge. Um, there's a balancing, balancing act there between uh, what you can uh, invest in appropriately at a specific time based on obvious understanding and to experience in that, in that space, if you will, so you don't go crazy. But again, there's a number of areas to invest in in real estate. And again, there's always going to be a demand for it simply because of use and, and desire by the general population. Now, if you get into commercial property, again, a different discussion, but in its essence, um, that's a part of this whole process, uh, depending upon what you buy, the type of property you buy, whether it's uh, uh, AAA buildings, or warehouses, storage facilities, et cetera. Again, real estate, I believe, is one of the best businesses out there. And the good part about it, it's a hard asset. Again, we can put our teeth around it. We can hug it. We can kiss it, kiss it. We can touch it. We can feel it. And then we can uh, control it in our own sense. Uh, and, and having other people to help you do that is, is easy as well. So here's the deal with, as I wrote here, investment property purchases are increasing relative to others, showing strong focus as we head into inflationary times. And investors bought up a record. Now, make note of this. If you're taking notes on something, write these thoughts down. Investors bought up a record 18 percent of homes in Q3 of 2021. That's Q3 of 2021 with a reduction of first time home buyer purchases. So in 2022 is going to be a good year for real estate assets as a whole with one marketplace predicting an increase of 13 and a half percent in prices between now and October 2022. And that's a pretty strong increase. Now, keep in mind, guys, appreciation is only one of the four areas of real estate advantages. 
You've got appreciation. I like to call it, if you've heard me talk about this before, it's called the ACEs of real estate investing. A stands for appreciation. C stands for cash flow. E stands for equity buildup or leverage. And uh, S stands for shelter from taxes. And there's a lot of great advantages across the board. So a lot of people may be focused on ROI, which is cash on cash returns, uh, and they forget about everything else in the, in the, in the, in the decision-making to buy a piece of real estate. Now, all of, it, it's, it's certainly important, don't misunderstand me, to know what that number is and does it make sense to the deal overall, but it's not the only way you make money in real estate. And uh, that's one of the great things about the asset. It's tangible. Uh, it's it's got a, it's got the ability to appreciate in value because of uh, demand by the marketplace. In, the, in in that sense, it's got cash flow to uh, where you put tenants in a property if you owned it that way, um, where you put tenants in a property and they pay you monthly rent, and thus <clears throat> goes to number the letter E here, which is equity buildup shelter, because that those folks that are renting from you are literally sending you money to pay down the mortgage. It's not coming out of your pocket. It's coming out of their pocket, assuming they pay the rent, right? But uh, the cash flow comes from that. So what you might have as far as expenses, uh, operating expenses and your uh, mortgage payment, whatever is remaining is your obvious cash flow. Uh, the, the, the shelter in that process or the equity buildup comes from you paying down the mortgage and then the leverage, meaning that you're not putting up 100% uh, percent of the money uh, short of you wanting to do that, but there's no need to do that because you can leverage the asset. You can leverage the purchase, the buying power. In other words, if I bought a, a, a stock today, yeah, that's worth a hundred bucks. Let's say a thousand. Let's make the number bigger. But let's say I buy a thousand dollars worth of stock. I got to cut a check for a thousand dollars to buy that stock. If I want to buy the same piece of uh, real estate for a thousand dollars, all I got to put up is 20, uh, 200 bucks or 20% of the transaction. And the leverage comes from the bank or other investors, private or commercial. Otherwise, uh, will give you the balance of the money, therefore leveraging your position. So your investment into the deal, uh, short of being sweat equity, is you're only 20% into the transaction as far as the cash basis for you to invest in the property at a minimum. Now, there's obviously uh, repairs and other things that might go on or necessary uh, property uh, improvements and so on. But just as a basis for the purpose here, uh, that's where the leverage position comes into real estate. You, it's, it's really a powerful deal. Now, of course, with stocks and bonds and other assets within the framework of, of that world, if you will, uh, you can certainly over time leverage yourself to certain degrees with margins and things like this. But at the end of the day, it's risk because here you have better control of your investment portfolio, whereas on margins and things like this, it's risk of the market where you're not in control of that. You're in control of the uh, decisions within other companies to make their products, goods and services a value, therefore increasing it, your return. It can be great, but again, it's it's more risky to do it that way. But again, we're talking about real estate here. And obviously the last thing, which is shelter um, in its so so from taxes, which the government uh, in tax the taxing systems offer you tremendous benefits offset other income that you might make in your business or your uh, personal life as a job or uh, whether you're on, on, an entrepreneur having your own business and or you making uh, you're making money from other uh, real estate that you can offset that through tax advantages. And there's a number of factors there. I'm not going to get into that in this discussion. But anyway, investing is a great thing in real estate with that in mind. So Here's what investors are doing. Um, Redfin shows that real estate investment is on the rise, and that's for darn good reason, as I, a couple of those things I mentioned, but they're boosted by strong rental returns. Now, rental returns are going up higher. There's um, more demand for rentals, and I'll get into the woods on that here in a second, and uh, the rates are low. And inflation expectations in 2021 in Q3 this past quarter, uh, single-family home rentals are made up of a record 32% of all housing purchases. Now, according to Redfin, investors made up a large portion of that market. 
such as Atlanta, Phoenix, Charlotte, Jacksonville, Miami, which is a place that I live in, South Florida here. In total, investors bought a record 18.5% of homes in Q3, up 16% in Q2, and 11.5% in Q3 in 2020. Okay, now mind you, this is during the pandemic that we are uh, playing in right now, in or out of it, whatever the deal is. There, that I have no control of, nor do you, unless you have something. Please let me know, and then we'll make an investment there. But um, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, um, the important part of this understanding is that rental returns, low interest rate, and inflation expectations are hedges. <clears throat> so rates give people the opportunity. Now, listen, the government is in debt trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. I'm not going to go the 25, saying that 25 times, and it's still coming aboard because of new uh, new uh, things that are happening with decisions within the framework of the government for infrastructure and other uh, areas, which is a very small amount of investment that they're going to be making in infrastructure. It's still big relative to uh, not ever doing it, but it's small relative to the fact that they're saying it's an infrastructure bill, uh, but it's really more to it than that. So just kind of looking, look under the hood, as I like to say about that. Let me uh, mute my phone here because we are uh, gangling here and I want to make sure that I'm uh, not talking with that. <clears throat> okay. Now, um, rental returns, uh, there is uh, a play here to understand about rental returns. Now, there's other uh, uh, there's other decisions that are made here about why rental rates are going up. There's always going to be demand. And here's the one big thing that um, I personally see, and that is uh, some people are just being sold out of the market. They can't afford to buy their homes anymore uh, versus maybe a year or two ago. What I was able to afford a couple of years ago is no longer available for me to afford today because of appreciation. Demand increased, low interest rates, which forced that market uh, influx of people. And so prices, what did they do? That's right. They went up. So the band was high. Supply became low. And what happens to the products? They go up in price or value, depending upon how one might look at that. Now, along with that, <clears throat> in the influx of investors coming into the market, you have a demand on properties. And therefore, the uh, it's going to it's going to be tight there. But the market where once I could not could afford to buy a home now I can't. So I'm going to go rent a property now because there's fewer supplies of properties out there for people to put their hands on as a purchase or as an investor, quite frankly, then. And, and I need a home to rent, whether I'm going from one place to another or I'm upsizing because of my family, whatever the reasons are, I'm going to pay more in rent. Now, you have to believe in your mind. I can't make that assumption for you that rental rates will go up in the marketplace today. Um, they are going up, especially in those areas that I mentioned between Georgia, Florida, uh, Texas, Arizona, and so on. There's a few other states in there. But the demand, I like the southeast quadrant of the country. I know it very well. Um, I know parts of the West, but and I know Texas, North Carolina, if you will, places like that because I studied them. But um, again, demand in those areas are, are high. Therefore, we can charge more on rentals. So the prices are going to go up there as a result. Now, here's the deal. Um, what's going to happen is foreign investors as well are going to come into the market more and more because of restrictions that are being uh, lifted, if you will. Now, because of this new variant, as they're saying, uh, this Omicron deal that's coming out with this pandemic, um, they're tightening them up again. But again, I believe, unless I'm wrong, and I might be, because again, history will uh, tell us that it's going to loosen up versus staying forever, uh, depending upon where you live. It might stay forever, but um, there's 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 a lot less restrictions than there were, let's say, even a year ago, just to keep it in perspective here. And that investment from that outside world coming into places, most especially 
South Florida here, and well, frankly, across the state, um, because it's a terrific place to invest in. Um, there's going to be a, a demand for real estate, thus pushing prices up. Um, and this is, let me give you some numbers here that I pulled out. Um, global real estate investment has eclipsed the pre-pandemic levels with $557 billion invested in Q1 through Q3 in 2021. And this is the highest investment ever in a nine-month period. And it's 4% higher than the previous record set in July 2019. Now, CNBC, as far as investors are concerned, reported on the new national uh, reported the National Association of Realtors data, as well as shows investors made up. Now, write this down. 17% of buyers in October were made up of uh, in October, where only 13% in September and 14 in October 2020. First time home buyers, here's the number, shrank to 29% of the buys in October compared to 32% a year ago. And this means more choosing, more are choosing to rent than they are in buying. Why? Again, they can only afford so much. Now, whether it's affordability on a monthly basis or the price uh, to buy a property, or they don't have the down payment required by the lenders, which is probably about a good 70 to 90% of people are going to be uh, doing bank financing of some sort where they're going to be getting a loan. So here's what I would take uh, my mindset right around this. And it would say, I would say it's a great time and a multitude of reasons to investment, uh, to invest in your business. And again, the market in and of itself, the Fed is going to, uh, they're, they're going to start uh, tightening up a little bit and raising, which they should have done a while back, honestly, to to defer this inflation that's going to occur. However, they're going to keep it down. The big reason they're going to keep it down, again, I'm not going to go too deep in the woods on this. Let other people do that stuff. I, I understand. I know it very well. But the bottom line is we have 25, uh, 20 trillion plus, 25 trillion plus in our deficit. And the only way to really pay that back is by having low interest rates, because again, somebody's got to borrow the money. And if the government's going to borrow the money to pay down that debt, they'd rather position themselves to pay the lowest interest rate possible on that money. Uh, so it's kind of a quandary. It's a confusing element. But again, understand when there's a lot of taxation, we have inflation, people are going to pay higher prices on a personal level, uh, such as gas and food and other things in our lives um, that we have to be aware of because of this debt that is out there. And the more they want to increase, and the more they throw money at this and print more money and the this goes on and on and on of various and sundry stupid things that are going down. Um, it becomes a, a, risk factor, a, risk, a risk factor from that personal uh, situation that people have to deal with as far as paying more for things. So here's a uh, from Abraham Anderson, and he's from the Business Insider who wrote, I would say it's a great time for a multitude of reasons. One reason is we have so much money being put into the economy by the Fed, uh, by the Federal Reserve, that you're going to see prices to continue to escalate, including rent. Now, at, at increase of rent is, and fear of inflation has investors choosing real estate more and more. And generally, inflation increases, so do rents and asset values. Again, this is an asset class that goes up in value along with inflation. And with interest rates historically low, there's plenty of room for um, investors to scoop up income producing, uh, income producing properties um, in the coming year as this goes up. Now, let's go to the next phase of why are there so many investors? Home price growth. Okay, now 2022 growth, and here's some numbers according to predictions from Zillow, which by the way is out of the eye buying business because of uh, again arrogance and stupid moves. Uh, where others in this in the space are winning, these guys lost, but it, that's a again a separate training there, recording, whatever. Um, according to predictions from Zillow, home values are expected to go 13.6 percent between October 2021 and the same time next year, up 19 percent, up nine, up 19 percent, okay, from December 2020. All right. This is a year, less than a year ago, 
up 19.5%. The reasons given by Zillow for this growth include persistent supply constraints. High demand, obviously, is there, right? I mentioned that a second ago. Low supply, high demand. Low supply, high demand forces prices up. Now, here's the deal. Going along that same line, mortgage rates will rise 3.6, rise to 3.6%, bringing price growth down to earth. We need them to go up for as much as we say, oh, I'd like to have low interest rates, but we do need them to go up. And new listings will hit a 10-year high, which is hardly making a dent in the ongoing supply shortage. Now, rents will increase by an average of 7%, according to these reports. As a result, the next point here, which is very interesting, especially coming from South Florida here, condo demand will take off. Why? Well, fundamentally, it's more affordable. And in, for a lot of people in a lot of spaces, depending again where you might live, if you're going to move down to South Beach, well, it might not be as affordable because you're spending uh, putting a half a million dollars down for my five million dollar property or a two million dollar property. Uh, but at the end of the day, there's going to be a demand for condos because the, uh, the, the, uh, the value of them is less than that of a home. And you get, you get a space, you can have home ownership. Home buyers re- will relocate to affordable cities like Columbus, Ohio, Indianapolis, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania and the Sun Belt. Now, if you're here in South Florida, you understand what the Sun Belt is. If you're out in California, or excuse me, not California, but uh, Arizona, you understand. So home sales activity will, as I wrote here, exceed expectations in the coming months as we move forward and expect it to get stronger in the near and long terms uh, because, again, supply, demand, and we might see a little bit of a shift because of, of seasonality and so on. But I don't think that's going to change, at least in the short term here, because we came out of a, uh, a non-moving event, which more people were not doing anything. And then now they're moving. So it's kind of going to fall into an adjustment down here in South Florida. We're getting a little bit back uh, on track here further because we are more of a not so much seasonal, but we have an increase or influx because of the season down here, which is this time of the year and so on. So here's the deal. Supply, demand, low interest rates. Increasing rates make it a great opportunity for investors to go out there and buy properties. Um, And you couple that with inflation. You couple that with uh, knowledge uh, that people are acquiring in this space. I mean, I get calls all the time, Mike, what about this? And what do you think about that? And um, we're investing as well. Uh, We're lending money as well in the commercial space for people who want to buy and uh, and sell real estate uh, investments, not mortgage loans. We don't do those directly because we're not a commercial. I don't do mortgage loans. I do commercial money, which comes down to business loans and as well as uh, real estate investment, non-primary residences, if you will. Um, So we see that occurring right now. And guys, if there's ever a time to take advantage of it is right now. Now, will it ever go away? Will it slow down? Will prices uh, spike up and then bubble out? Um, Yeah, there's a chance that that might happen. But if you position yourself correctly, one with great knowledge, you know, knowing what to do and how to pivot when the market changes is is, is gravely important. Okay. Um, The other thing is don't get overzealous. You know, back in the 08, when we were doing a phenomenal business in the banking side and real estate side. And when I was in that space uh, from 90, what, 96, 97 till about 2008, when the market uh, took a crash, it kind of left it at the weaned out of it in 09. But at the end of the day, we were so focused and we were so overzealous as to what was going on. We got so much, we had so much tunnel vision happening that we didn't see what was happening from the outside looking in. And I don't think a lot of people were. I mean, I don't care how big of an investor you might have been. Um, there, I know there was other people out there that were that would. Hey, wait, I'm not going anywhere. They saw it coming. They felt it. Uh, they were in that uh, arena of intelligence, if you will. And so they they hedged back or stayed back or were advising clients. Hey, get out of it now while you can, and so on. But here's the bottom line: 
it's uh, it's important one to have knowledge two not to be overzealous be respectful of the dollar respectful of the investment watch what's going on don't 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 freeze and don't freak out and don't uh, be paralyzed because of what might be going on there's always going to be a demand and which then leads me to the third point here is when you don't see demand if you're in the real estate space you might be a retail agent right now um and in the areas that you might be dealing with in our retail properties where you have buyers and sellers wanting to sell at retail prices, right? As a result of that demand and what's going on currently right now, as noted here with the uh, thoughts that I shared with you, rates are low, demand is high, prices are up, right? So you put a property on the market, you're getting 10, 15, 20, 30 offers at a time on properties, okay? Now, that is beholden to that world, right? Because there's just, I need that. Now, in the investment side, uh, similar things could be going on. But keep in mind, real estate is a moving dynamic, meaning that there's always things that are happening in the market as a whole, meaning that when uh, demand is not just for your traditional uh, four-bedroom, three-bath home with a white picket fence around it and a two-car garage and a pool in a nice neighborhood with good schools, um, although um, that's invaluable if you're going to live there as a primary residence. But the great part about real estate and as a retail agent, you need to consider this when you're doing your marketing for yourself and your clients. And I say yourself because you need to be in the pool as well, swimming with the investors out there. I hope that you're at least considering it. If you haven't taken the, the dive into it, well, then now it might be a great time to definitely get knowledgeable about the space. But here's the deal. Um, when you're out there in the marketplace, know that it's just not one thing that people want. It's okay with the one the white picket fence, but at the end of the day, look for deals and opportunities with the broken picket fences. Look for deals for a three-bedroom that can be converted into a four-bedroom, a pool that needs to be redone or filled in, a roof that needs to be replaced. There's always going to be the properties that are uh, deprived of taking of maintenance. There's going to be relationships that are going to go through a divorce. There's going to be people that pass away and leaving properties that they've owned for years behind to their families that do not want it. They just want the cash so they can go piss it away on cars and other fancy things in their life. At the end of the day, there's always going to be a demand. There's going to be job losses. There's going to be a motivation for people to want to sell properties. And if you focus and primarily pigeonhole yourself into only just simply retail, think wholesale as well. Doesn't mean that you shouldn't do whole retail business, but you also should look at the wholesale side. And that wholesale side is where that distress therein lies. Um, there might be a, an area here, which is critical. And I tell some of my clients about this. Well, not those who are interested. I tell everybody. But at the end of the day, there's property owners that have properties in areas that they don't live in. They're second homes or investment properties. And they're what we call absentee owners. And there's also tired landlords. They've owned properties for a long time and they want to sell them. Bottom line is this, guys. Investing in real estate is a great place to be. Get your knowledge. Don't get overzealous. Look at what the numbers do in your area. Make sense with them, right? Align yourself with some people that can give you money if you need it. Align yourself with people that can give you uh, experience if you need it. Align yourself with people that can partner with you if you need it. But put yourself in that pool. Invest in the business. It's a terrific business. Now, the last thing I'm going to lead off to here, and I kind of left this to the end. I should have created a, a cliffhanger for you at the beginning. Otherwise, you may have left this and you missed this. But those of you who are watching this right now, is this. If you're a real estate uh, agent in this space and you're in the industry and or a mortgage person and or investment, it doesn't really matter as an investor. But here's the deal. Go to your clients and find out who wants to buy some investment properties, right? Don't limit yourself to just the retail space. 
if you are, then you're really uh, you're, you're really losing probably a good 25, if not 40 percent of your business just from the investor pool. The cool part about investors is that we're always buying something every single month. We're not waiting a year or seven year when uh, when we finally get pregnant to get the bigger home or when we turn 65 to get the smaller home. Um, at the end of the day, we're doing this several times a month, given the opportunity and the availability of cash that we have at the end of the day. Hey, call your investors up and see if they want to buy real estate. Don't know where they're at. They're everywhere. If you really look, all you need to do is ask, ask your database. Who do you know who's looking to buy a good investment property, single family, multifamily? I really don't care. Whatever it is, it could be commercial property for all we know, based on needs, wants, and desires. At the end of the day, there's a demand out there and there's a need uh, for investors who want properties. We want properties. And I'm telling you here now, bring us a deal. If it makes sense, we buy it at the end of the day. So you can get one person like me who does, let's say, a deal a month, right? Just for the sake of the discussion. We're doing more, but let's say it's a deal a month times 12. That's 12 deals a year. You get five of me, okay? Five times 12 is what? 60 deals a year just from that investor pool. Quite amazing, isn't it? Okay, so consider this as a as an opportunity. You want to share this with your investors. Um, and investors, if you're watching this, yes, call your professional up. Let them go hunting for you and you go out there and buy some real estate. And investors that are watching this need to take heed of the opportunity that's out there. Retailers in the in the space of banking and real estate need to take heed too because now's a great time. And frankly, it'll always be a great time because in good markets and in mid-sized markets or medium markets, medium flat or declining markets, there's always a great time. Now, are we hoping that the market shifts and goes down a little bit? Sure. I'm, I don't I don't want it to happen. I mean, I'd like to see people always flourish and be abundant, but we know it ultimately will occur based on cycles. Now, it might be longer in some cycles and shorter in others, but at the end of the day, there's what goes up must come down. It's a matter of economic gravity, if you will, as I like to call it. So take advantage of it, whatever you can. Remember, there's opportunity. Get smart about it. Take action on it. Do something about it. If you need help with it, reach out to me. We'll help you and guide you. If I can't help you and guide you, I mean, I got some great experts around me that can do the same. I did it for several of my clients over the last, what, 10, 15 years, and they're all doing extremely well because of our uh, our knowledge base and our ability to uh, to help them out. And you could do the same thing for yourself as well. So take advantage of it. Pay this forward. Get on the phone right now, today, when you get off this say, who in my space could I call? What investors do I know? What CPAs do I know who have investors? What attorneys do I know? Wealth managers who have people that need to diversify their portfolio and be that person that shows up and follows up and talks to people and qualifies them out and helps them get there. If you got a break in that uh, process, call me. I'll help you out. Okay, that's it. We're done. Thanks for your time. Go make it happen. Hopefully this will record here and we'll uh, talk to you later. This is my cousin. Below is the link. You have a question. Reach out to me. Jump on my calendar. Let's talk. Have a great day.